Episode 037, 2014, Legends of John Fantasy Football Podcast. Your host, Narf Money, live at you always from the 19106. I'm joined by Wireboy, talking about who's making the playoffs, who's missing the playoffs, and Tron Ranks. All right, Trons, week 10 is over. I now have the new best fantasy football win of my life, and here to brag about it, I've got Choir Boy, who also had an awesome win, actually, on Monday night. What's up, man? I'm doing all right. Good so, to be on the show. So were you, were you sweating Monday night, Jordan Matthews? You went in with like a 35-point lead, I think. Going into the game, I was supremely confident. As you should have been. Because I figured even if Jordan Matthews scored about 10 points more than his season high, I still had it in the bag. Uh, but after that second touchdown, yeah, I was kind of sweating a little bit. So what did, I'm trying to look right now, what did he finish? He finished with 32.3. Um, yeah, and I won by about four, just yeah, under four. you won by just under four. Um, fractional scoring, I was against it, but it's actually making some of these matchups super interesting. I'm loving fractional scoring. I don't know how I feel about fractional scoring, having been on the losing end of two games that were decided by .2 points. Actually, man, I... I should, I should know that stuff. Which, which weeks were those? And who did you lose to? I lost to Anton, and I lost to Yoni oh. by a combined 0.4 fantasy points. So you're 6-4 right now, and you could easily be 8-2. It could be, but I feel like if you look at my, my points scored, I'm kind of right around where I should be. So you, I'm like fourth in points scored. Yeah, you're actually exactly where you should be. Um, looking at expected wins, which I don't publish, so no one can really know, um, <laughs> you're at 6.09. I think you're the closest expected wins to your actual win of any player. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I got a little bit unlucky on those two games, but overall, I'm right around where I should be, so can't complain too much. Man, so Monday night you held on. Um, now, I don't know if you were following my epic Kelvin Benjamin versus uh, Cam Newton battle, but like... <laughs> I, this was, I was watching that. So, so I've, I've only won four games this season. Three of them I've won on Monday night in, like, the end of the fourth quarter. Like, this has been by far the most intense fantasy football season of my life for, like, combined You and victory. Priest both. Yeah, I mean, one of my wins was against Priest week one. Um, yeah, it's, like, I can't remember having, like, this many games come down to, like, the Monday night. Like, it's, it's, so, it's fucking crazy. Like, the only two players in that game, I have Kelvin. He's got Cam Newton. Like, you're going, you have the wideout going against the quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. it's really hard to, like... Every throw, you, like, have to hold your breath, like, until you see who he's actually targeted. Because, like, it could be so bad if he throws to anyone but Kelvin. But yep. it's amazing. Cam Newton had – he had five turnovers in that game. He had three picks, two, <sighs> two fumbles. So he had minus ten points. <sighs> um, I went into it down, like, three points going into the game. Kelvin Benjamin had one catch in the first half. Going into the fourth quarter, I still only, like, down two. He scores his awesome touchdown from, like, the 21-yard line where he hit him on a slant. He breaks two tackles. I go up by, like, half a point. And the whole, like, the whole third and fourth quarter, I was just praying they would pull Cam Newton because they were down by, like, 30 points. He was um, taking a beating, too. He, he was looked terrible. He was, grim- like, he was grimacing. He was in a lot of pain every time <laughs> the camera zoomed in on him. And then they just kept not pulling him. And he throws that touchdown, and I'm up. 
and then he comes back in the next drive and like completes a few passes and I'm down. And then, he's, yeah. and then he's Kelvin with like a 40-yard touchdown bomb. I'm up by four points. It's amazing. But it puts Cam right at 295 yards. So like one more completion. He's going to get the three-point bonus air. It's going to be super hard to hold on. And then Did he got, finish just under 300? No, they got one more drive. He had like an eight-yard completion. And that was it. So he went just over 300. I won by point four points. He, oh one more God. completion. It was amazing. I was, I was at work with like half my office just screaming at the TV. <laughs> I've never been so happy. There was another game, too. I think Moose was involved in a game that came down to the wire, too. I think Anton had a bunch of guys going Monday night on the Eagles. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I remember that. I, I probably didn't cover it because I've been bad at that this season. But it's been like, I don't remember this many awesome finishes uh, so far. So I've been having, like, even though I'm four and six, like, I'm actually really happy about how my team's doing, or at least last week. How are you in expected wins? Are you um, you should be or I'm a little below. I'm four point five. I'm four point four five expected wins. Um, so okay. I'm like about half a win um, underperforming, which isn't terrible. Yeah, um, I should actually publish that because that'd be really easy. Even if I didn't write up power rankings. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to see who's been lucky and who hasn't been. Um, I'll actually, yeah. Uh, so so Vigo is number one in expected wins. Um, hmm. uh, uh, as he he's also number one in points scored. Um, Priest has been unlucky. The luckiest has been Yoni. Really? Yoni yeah, Yoni, I was going to say, Yoni seems to be the luckiest. Yoni is eight-win team, and he's 5.55 in expected wins. So that's two-and-a-half wins over-expected. Like, y- Yoni should be a five- or six-win team. He's got eight. Um, and the unluckiest is uh, Lionel, actually, who should be a four-and-a-half-win team, and he's got two. Um, mm-hmm. So those are the two that stand out the most. Um, Chops has been lucky. Uh, he, sh- he should be a four-and-a-half-win team. He's got six. Um... Really just Yoni, though. Priest has had some bad luck other than Lionel. Anton should be a win higher than he is, actually. Um, but, you know, I, I, it's probably pretty normal. Like, it's rare that anyone actually hits what their expected win should be. Right. Based right. off my sample size of last season. Right. Um, cool. So that was that was my Monday Night Recap. Man, that was great. Um, I'm actually, are you liking this football season? Uh, I think it's been a really interesting NFL season to follow. Yeah, it has been. Um, I was pretty down on football in general, especially with the Pats looking atrocious in the first four weeks but i should have known better as a patriots fan because they usually start the season looking pretty bad i think belichick likes to use september as like an extended preseason because he kind of knows he has the division locked up yeah i mean not to be arrogant no no you 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 have every right to be to be arrogant but i think that's the way he approaches every year because you look at the rest of the division it's hard to imagine another team even getting to nine or ten wins um, yeah, I mean, the winner of this Miami-Buffalo team game right now is going to be 6-4, and four, but I don't see either getting above 9 max, and the Patriots mm-hmm. will probably win 12. Pats are pretty much a lock for 10 most years. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, t- yeah, so I think he kind of like likes to see what he has in the team and likes to experiment a little bit in September. And I know. And this year they've just looked awful. So, but, you know, Brady's back, so that's all that matters. I mean, I guess it's like everyone makes a comparison. Same as the Spurs. Like, if they look bad at the beginning of the season, like, you lose faith. And, like, you, everyone just forgets, like, how they're always this good. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, they looked so bad after that Monday Night Chiefs game. loss. Yeah. Was that Monday night or Sunday night? I forget. It what was it. a Monday night game because yeah. I remember I could watch it because I, I don't have anything but basic cable. Oh, so. that's embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, I remember watching that game and just, like, feeling awful about my team. Like, the worst I felt about the Pats in – as long as I can yeah, remember. Yeah, and, like, every Pats fan I know, like, the guys that... You guys know that, like, 
to, to have faith. And, like, everyone seems to have lost faith. Like, Brady, they, they look so bad. The and, like, the way games. they look against the Raiders before that. Ugh. Brady was, like, the worst quarterback in football the first four games. And, yeah. like, I was killing myself for that pick. Um, and I don't know. They, they turned it all around. Um, do you think they're a legit Super Bowl team? Um, I think they're they're at least a legit AFC championship team. I think, I mean, before the season started, everyone was picking the Pats and the Broncos in the AFC championship. And then after four weeks, people forgot about the Pats and maybe Brady. So, but I think we're back to that kind of a trajectory for this season. Although I, I could see the Colts and maybe the Chargers if they can turn it around. I don't know about San Diego. They, they look good early, but I don't they're, even think Their offense is so talented and their defense is better that they, I don't think, they're definitely not the team they were against Miami two weeks ago. Well, right. Uh, I, I agree with that. But I don't know. I, I could see them getting as a wild card, getting hot towards the end of the season, especially if they can get healthy on defense. I think they've lost a to get in in that AFC, though, and they're third in the division right now. Yeah. No, I think the numbers are against them, but if they can't make it in, I think they could do some damage. In the I mean, that's a good point. The numbers are super against them last year. Remember, they were like, there were five teams like that could have gotten in last year, and they were like the fourth. They did like the three teams all above them to lose, and it happened, so... Yeah, they got extremely lucky. It was like the last week of the last two weeks. Yeah, it was, it was last week. I mean, I guess San Diego's talented. The Colts, um, we'll see what happens this week. This would be a great Sunday night game, actually. I can't wait for Sunday night Patriots at Colts. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome for my fantasy matchup. I've got Brady and Vreen. I'm going against Hudson with Andrew Luck, so it's going to be... Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I... And the, game, the game's in Indy, right? Andrew L- What's that? The game's in Indy, right? Yeah, pretty sure. So it's in a dome. Yeah. Uh, should be high scoring. Brady always scores well in a dome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brady just scores well everywhere these days. Um, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, happy with that. I, man, he, he's been, as bad as he was the first four games, he's been just incredibly good the last four or five weeks he's played. So. Yeah, I mean, he's been the best quarterback, like, fantasy quarterback <laughs> since, like, if you start from week five on, he's number one, which I understand is completely arbitrary, but he has been. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think most Pats fans expected him to be this good. Um, I think you probably were a little higher on him in the draft than I think all the Patriots fans in our league. I, think. I was really high on him on the draft. I had him like fifth, fourth or fifth on my quarterback board. Mm, yeah, I, I probably had him, I don't remember, but I think I had him closer to like eight or nine. I think I had him top ten, but... I mean, a, a preseason in the rankings, a lot of people, a lot of like the quote-unquote experts, I don't even think had him in the top ten. I think he was like somewhere in like the 11 through 15 range for a lot of people. Um, yeah, but I guess it just goes to show that it's... The offense is now really dependent upon Gronkowski, maybe more than anything. Yeah, I agree. Uh, when he's healthy, it just sort of they're, they're makes really hard. Hurt. They're really hard to stop. So I, I've had a lot of faith, and I still have faith in Shane Vereen this year. Um, is that just completely misguided? Um, I liked Vereen a lot actually going into the draft. Um, I I really did not see myself going two running backs in the beginning. Yeah, I, I completely. That was sort of the last scenario that I could have imagined happening. Um, and Vereen was really a guy that I wanted to target in the fifth or sixth round. So I think so. I took him in the sixth, and you drafted before me in the sixth. So you could have taken him in the fifth or sixth if you wanted to. But I guess but I already had, I already had you went two running backs. It would have made sense. So so let me yeah. actually back up. So and ask you. So I took Brady, um, and I think you took Matt Ryan as the next quarterback off the board in the end of the third round. Um, uh-huh. If Brady had been on the board then, would you have taken him over Ryan or no? I had Ryan a little bit ahead of Brady. Maybe like one or two spots. Okay. I was actually high on that. I was deciding between the two of them. I was high on Matt Ryan also because I thought Atlanta's offense would be a lot better than it's been. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, their offensive line has just had, I think they've lost four or five starters for the season, yeah. and they've had other guys miss time, and so... And Jake Matthews isn't good. I mean, he's, he's going to be good, but, like, he gets so many false starts and holdings and just, like, gets yeah. beat a lot. I mean, we're both, like, I'm, I'm invested because of Julio Jones, who's been mm-hmm. a little disappointing also. Like, I don't know, Atlanta just, like, they should be a lot better, at least offensively, than they are. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was so excited about that offense after week one against the Saints, because the Saints defense was supposed to be good, and then Matt Ryan was just sidestepping pressure, and just he made four different wide receivers look like all pros in that game. I mean, he made, like, Devin Hester look like a good wide yeah, receiver in that game. exactly. Hester, did you see that, that Hester drop on Sunday? Like, that was fucking terrible. No, I missed that one. Oh, I, don't, I wonder if Ryan got the touchdown back. He might not have. He just, Devin Hester was, like, a third and, like, five or something from, like, the 30, maybe. And Hester just got wide open into the end zone. And Ryan hit him perfectly. Like, a safety was closing, but he was not even going to make contact, like, if Hester caught the ball. Mm-hmm. And Hester just, like, basically just deflected the ball, like, into the ground. It was terrible. Brutal. Um, yeah, he can't catch. Um, so, so, okay. So, you drafted what? I think 10th or 11th in the first I had I had 11. I Yeah, Vigo was behind me, and that was okay. it. So, so you did, you're saying you did not expect to go running back, running back. What did you expect to do there? Uh, so let me just pull up the draft. Uh, I think you and Moose are the only two that went running back, running back. I may be mistaken about that. I, I know Moose went Charles and then uh, Doug Martin, who hasn't played since like mm, two. Doug Martin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I liked Eddie Lacy a lot going into the season, but I really did not expect him to last to number 11. I didn't either. I almost took him over Calvin at eight, actually. That was one of my decisions was Calvin Johnson or Eddie Lacy there. Yeah, that was a tough call. I, I thought he would go before Stafford and definitely before Jimmy Graham. So I, I didn't expect him to land at number 11. So I figured he would be off the board. And if he was off the board and all the other running backs and Calvin and the top three quarterbacks were gone, I was going to go with Demarius Thomas. Oh, interesting. That's early. Yeah. But I guess Vigo took him one spot later. So not really I, that Yeah, early. I liked him as even like a top 10 player, uh, Demarius, this year. I thought he was the clear that so far. Um. But yeah, I liked him, and and then I figured, and then I thought Lynch would be gone before I, I came to my round two pick, and I actually kind of liked Demarco Murray as a possible pick. I was going to go Demarco Murray or Des Bryant, I think there. Interesting. That's kind of how I saw it playing out based on the yeah. way the board was set up and how people have drafted in the past. But. Yeah, I, I I see that happening. Um, I was surprised Lacey lasted that long, um, and I was actually surprised Demarco Murray went as high as he did. I mean, obviously it was a great pick by Vigo, but. I thought he would have hit like the mid second round somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I I was torn between going with uh, sort of the the second tier or the third the tier just below Demarius in wide receivers or Demarco at the second round pick, but yeah, interesting. And up with Lynch, Lynch has been pretty good so far, and I think he'll well, Lynch has been like a top five running back so far. I mean, didn't he's coming off that four touchdown game, right? Yeah. Although he'd yeah, been so pretty he'd been pretty bad for a couple of weeks before that, I think. Yeah, I think I think the whole Percy Harvin thing kind of messed up. Seattle's offensive mojo for a little while there. Not to, you know, get too psychological, but I think that I think Lynch was especially pissed off about it, and uh, I think the offense kind of got thrown out of whack for a little bit. But now he's become basically their only offensive weapon, and it seems like they're not going to re-sign them. So it seems like Seattle's got nothing to lose by just running him into the ground the rest of the year. Which yeah. I mean, they kind of do that anyway. But yeah, yeah. And so I mean, and Eddie Lacy, what he started off. 
terrible, but he's been like decent since. I've actually he's been pretty good since. Um, yeah, it, the last two games he's played, they've really tried to work him into the passing game and a lot of short like swing passes, screen passes, and so he hasn't actually put up great running yardage. I think he's only got like fifty something yards in both games, but he's had a lot of receiving yards and some receiving touchdowns in both those games. So yeah, I'm actually looking at his carries now. He's only his high is seventeen. And that's like, and after that, it's uh, fourteen. He's not, he doesn't have a lot of carries in the game. I actually would have thought he would have at least some twenties or high teens games. I guess. Um, yeah, the Starks I think is the the other running back. He's getting a fair number of touches too. Yeah. Were you worried after the? I mean, his first three games were like six, seven, and three, and he looked like the biggest first round bust. Um, yeah, I mean, were you worried at that point? Looking at the competition, I wasn't that worried because it was Seattle, the Jets, and Detroit who were quite possibly three of the best run defenses in the league, or at least what we thought at that point. Okay. So I wasn't too concerned. When he only put up 12 points against Chicago, he got a touchdown, but I was still a little bit concerned. Um, but he turned it around pretty quickly after that. So definitely hasn't lived up to the value of a first-round pick, but no, he's he, he could definitely get there. Um, he, he could get back there, I think, over the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, as the weather gets colder in Green Bay also, I mean, he'll probably run the ball more. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, usually in the past, like, I've kind of been against running back, running back for a while. I think it's like a kind of antiquated way to think about fantasy. But I actually think you got really good value in both those picks. Like, I don't have a problem at all with what you did. And it's yeah. actually, it, it, I kind of like it in that, like, and also you didn't set out to do it, obviously. But, like, no one really does it anymore. So, like, you put yourself in a really strong advantage in the running backs where, like, no one else really picked up their second running back until, like, the fourth round for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't expect to go this way, but it's just kind of the way the board fell. And, you know, you got to take the best player available. You can't just be tied to a position. You got to adapt. Um, and then so you went you went Matt Ryan the third. Was Randall Cobb your fourth round pick, I think? Yep. I was uh, I was kind of torn between Randall Cobb and Jay Cutler, who went one pick later. Ooh, that's that actually pick. interesting. Yeah, I thought that's- Cutler was going to be really good. Yeah, Cutler, I mean, if you if you read a lot of different preseason rankings, he was he was kind of all over the place in, in rankings. Some people had him, like, top eight, and some people had him, like, number 17 or 18. Really? Yeah, so he was, he was kind of a high-risk, high-reward quarterback, and I'm not even sure what to make of him so far. I mean, I think he's put up okay numbers, and he could be better, but... Yeah, know, that offense kind of looks like a mess. He hasn't been terrible. That team looks like a mess. Let me pull Noah's team. Yeah, I, the Bears and like the Falcons are the same. Where like they just they have like fancy players that you think they're going to be good offenses, and they're just not. Um, yeah, the Bears have just been embarrassed. Uh, was it the last two games they played? I mean, they've like the the first. Did you watch the first half against Green Bay? No. Oh, I watched the first quarter and then gave up because I was going against Rogers, and like, <laughs> I just got so angry. I was like, I have no chance anymore. And then I went to bed. I went to bed at, like, the halftime, um, but I forgot to check the score, so I didn't realize what, he got to six fucking touchdowns. I thought he had, like, three. Yeah, he um, got to six touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, and then I woke up, and I was like, oh, fuck me. I have no chance. And that was what it made it even better Sunday or Monday night. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Color's been... Yeah, he's been pretty inconsistent, actually. Um, the last, yeah, the last four weeks, he's just been up and down. 28-5, 24-11. Um, so, I mean, you got to be happy with Cobb there. Um, oh, yeah. I think, I think in... In hindsight, thus far, uh, Cobb was a better pick over Cutler. Um, last week when me and Vigo were like redrafting, I don't know if you listened to last week's podcast or not, but... I got through part of it. All right, so me and Vigo were redrafting, it was really long, it was like an hour and a half. Um, 
Him, me and Vigo were redrafting like all the positions and wideouts. I took Randall Cobb, I think, fifth going forward amongst wideouts, which is really mm. good. Um, you think he's that good, or you think I was overrating him? I took him over uh, Jordy. Also, would you take him over Jordy? Um, that's a good question. I mean, Jordy he gets the, a lot of longer touchdowns, and so if you think that he can keep that up going forward, he's going to put up more points. But I've been reading some analysis that says that Cobb is kind of their go-to guy right now. Um, I, I think know, it's like third down. Do. They need the first. Uh, he's a pretty big red zone target too for them. Uh, he might be the more consistent player at least going forward. He can do a lot more. Like he runs more routes. They line him up more different places. He's he's a mm-hmm. lot more versatile. He's more talented also than Jordy. Like right, Jordy has like deep touchdowns. Like that's his thing. Yeah, um, he's just a little bigger, a little taller. I think what people forgot going to the draft this year was like going to last year. Randall Cobb was his first year supposed to be like the number one. And he was like really high on everyone's wideout boards last year. Then he like he broke his leg and missed the whole season. And then like Jordy played well, so like everyone kind of forgot about him. But like I think Green Bay like considers him their number one wideout when he's healthy. Yeah, I mean if you look at last season on a per game basis when he started, he put up numbers. I mean he put up numbers the first few weeks before the I think he broke his leg or something. Uh, and then he came back and he played like one or two games at the end of the season and he was putting up, you know, 15 plus points in, in those games. So, I mean, when he's healthy, he can play. And that injury was just, it was just a broken bone. So he was going to heal from it. It's not a knee. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing like a ligament or anything that's actually going to hold him back. And Rodgers has been great. So you, I, I'd be happy with that. Um, and then you picked up Larry Fitzgerald also, right? Like, I think yeah, he just I, straight up dropped him. Yeah, that was a little surprising to me because... Uh, I think Fuse's wide receiver situation has maybe improved a little bit. It's still kind of iffy, but at the time, he was really hurting for wideout, so yeah, I thought I mean, that was a little a little curious that he dropped Fitzgerald <laughs> after, like, two or three weeks or something. Yeah, something like that. Now, he started out really poor. Um, I'm trying to... I lost your team now, so now I have to find your team so I can look up his stats. Um, okay. Yeah, he... Oh, I mean, boy. he looked like... It looked like uh, Michael Floyd had taken over. Exactly. And, and I think, um, I mean, I think the team wanted Michael Floyd to go over also, and Floyd got hurt. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, his last three games, 7, 5, and 9 catches, um, 160, 70, 112. Uh, the issue there is um, Drew Stanton is now the quarterback. And I know you picked him up, but yeah, that's going to gonna affect them. I, I think you're right. I think Palmer's definitely better than Stanton. Stanton's a little bit inaccurate. Um and I think they're going against some tougher pass defenses in the last... I, I think I commented on this in an email, but I think that they've kind of played some weaker defenses. They played the NFC East. I think they've played most of their games against the NFC East, or they're done with them by now. Um, and they're getting Seattle a couple times. They're getting Detroit, Detroit KC, yeah. St. Louis isn't bad. Atlanta's really the only soft Atlanta's team. the only team there, and, and the rest are easy. Um, yeah, so, yeah right. we'll see. I mean, but... Um, Josh Gordon's coming back for me next week, so... So what are you expecting there? Because you, you drafted him, right? And you've held him all season? Yeah. So I've I've been fortunate enough that I haven't really had too many injuries up to this point, so I've been able to hold on to Josh Gordon the whole season. Um, when I drafted him in the ninth round, I thought he was going to come back after an eight-game suspension. That was kind of my best guess. Okay. Um, and so I thought he was pretty good value in the ninth round to play, you know, the last four weeks of the regular season and then possibly fantasy playoffs. Um, I I don't know what to expect from him. I mean, he, he's done more with worse quarterbacks. So, I mean, I, 
Yeah, well, he, I mean, yeah, he had Hoyer last year, and he had Whedon last year, who was terrible, and Hoyer's been fine. Um, yeah, it's just about, like, what type of rhythm, like, he's going to get into, and where he's going to be mentally, and... Yeah, I mean, I mean it sounds like he's pretty, he's pretty committed to to staying straight right now and playing football. He'll be back in practice next week. He's he gonna, been around is he going to be in shape, though? Like, is he gonna, has he been working yeah, out? Like, been, part of the, the deal, I guess, allowed him back into the facility, so he hasn't been able to go to practice, but he's been able to work out and see all the coaches and trainers. But he while hasn't, he's been like... So I think he's going to be in shape. Um, how long it takes him to get back into rhythm, I don't... I don't think I'll start him the first week he's eligible to come back. I'll kind of take a wait-and-see approach, but I don't know. It's it's an X-factor. We'll see how it turns out. It could be huge. It could just be, you know, a waste of time. And then you've been holding on to Manziel also all season. Like, Yeah. He's, I, cl- he's not going to play, CB. I don't know why you're holding him. I, I'm I still... Mean, I guess injury, because, right? I mean, there's a there's possibility of injury to Hoyer. That would definitely get him in there, but... Hoyer's really not good. He's kind of like the poor man's Alex Smith, but he doesn't run. I mean, they're six and three right now with Hoyer, and in the playoff race, they're not going to pull him for for Manziel. I know he's Hoyer's basically been playing not to lose his job, so he's just been playing the most conservative style of quarterbacking he can. He doesn't really throw many touchdowns. He doesn't really drive the offense through the passing game. You know, if their run game gets stopped, their offense is pretty much dead in the water. Um, I guess I'm still hoping that he has a couple bad games and gets pulled for Manziel. And right now, my QB2 is uh, Alex Smith, so I could see Manziel being better than him. And right, like at this point, like yeah, I don't expect him to really do much for my team, but I don't need to drop him, and there's still a chance that he he could be big in the playoffs. So we'll see. That's fair. So yeah, you really haven't, looking at your team, you really haven't had any major injuries because... Like you, you've wasted two bench spots all season, basically, and you haven't like had to sub in for them. Yeah, that's actually pretty fortunate. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I I thought Manziel would be starting by week five at the latest after the bye, because I figured like the the Browns had a tough first three games. I I thought uh, Hoyer would basically blow it and lose the job, and and Manziel would would be the starter over the bye week and then come and start from week five going forward. But I gotcha. Um, yeah, we'll see. All right, so so this week is actually looking interesting. So Fuse and Lamb Chop just put together by far the um, best deal for like a one week loan we've seen so far, or at least like the, the best players. Like Forte for Breeze, this is the the first time we've seen marquee players in a loan at all. Yeah, I mean, I think up until this point, it's basically been bench players for bench players. It's been like uh, wide out threes for RB twos and like stuff like that. But mm-hmm. so not only is this like the first marquee loan we have, but you're going up against Lamb Chop, who just traded Matt Forte for Drew Brees for one week. Um, what do you, are you? Are you feeling better about that? Worse about your odds? Like, I mean, I think it definitely makes him better. You got to expect that Brees is going to score more points than Forte. But I mean, Forte is a great player too. So he's giving up Forte to get Brees. I think it makes him maybe five points better this week, ten points better tops. So he's definitely better. But don't I forget would, he's giving up Forte. I, I yeah, I'm not going to forget that. I mean, that's that's the part of the loan. It's not just Brees for nothing. Right. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm looking at both rosters. I think this this loan is much more beneficial for Lamb Chop, uh, honestly, which which is kind of unfortunate for you and unfortunate for the league because we hate Lamb Chop. But <laughs> like he didn't have a quarterback on his roster. Um, he's got Foles is out and he's got Bortles on by. So mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's giving up Forte. Um, he he has Monty Ball on the bench, who's going to play this weekend. I think he's going to play. I don't know if he'll if he'll start him or not. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think you can trust Monty Ball. And, and he picked up Jonathan Stewart, who's going to get touches, but Carolina's offense just doesn't really work. So I think, Isn't uh, D'Angelo healthy, too? Isn't he no, play? D'Angelo's banged up, I think. Yeah, I thought he was still going to play, though, so who knows how many carries Stewart gets. Yeah. I mean, Stewart, the last four have been like 13, 16, 8, 11. I mean, they don't, don't sound like a lot, but I mean, he's been consistent. Like, he'll get 10 carries, probably. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's giving up Drew Brees. Um, what's the Brees matchup, though? I didn't look at that. Which um, He's got a good matchup, I think. He's at home against Cincinnati. Um, is Cincinnati's D been that good this year? I don't think they have been. No. they. I mean, they're supposed to be good, but I think they're injured. I think they've... Yeah. And some of the secondary and some of the defensive line. So, I mean... It's also Brees at home. Like it's. I know yeah. he hasn't quite been Drew Brees this season, but I don't know. A, a Brees home game just for... Who's, yeah, for, who's Forte playing? Um, not happy about it, but where are you going to Forte's going at home against Minnesota. Yeah, he'll be able to run on them. Um, well, it's it's interesting. I would expect Breeze to win this matchup. Um, even in like a vacuum, I would I, I would take Breeze here. And I think the way the rosters are constructed, I think it's still more beneficial for um for Lampshop than it is for Fuse. But yeah, but I mean, Fuse has two other quarterbacks, so I think he's still getting. I think his his team is definitely still better. Fuse has two other quarterbacks, but it's Brian Hoyer and Sean Hill. I yeah, mean, but you have to... I mean, it's like... It's, what? Also, is, did Austin Davis get benched? Is that why Sean Hill's playing now? Yeah. Okay, so... I mean, I guess he's thinking it's at Denver. They'll get they'll get behind by like 30 points and then have to throw a ton, but like he doesn't have anyone to throw to in St. Louis. They don't have wideouts or weapons or anything. Yeah, I guess, I mean, you're betting like Sean Hill plus whatever running... Running back, you're gonna put Sean Hill plus Forte is gonna do better than. Uh, I mean, like Fuse doesn't even have really a, a second running back. Make well, He's got Bishop Sankey, who's not good, but he's going against Pittsburgh D. Um, which, but like Bernard's Bernard probably won't play. Bush might not play. Bush isn't gonna play. He's so he's just running back too, right? It's I mean, Bish- it's be, it'd be Bishop Sankey who'd have to play, and he could hope for maybe eight to ten points, which isn't a lot, but I mean, it's not nothing. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm saying without Forte, he'd have to start Sankey plus McFadden. No, he's got Geo. Geo? I mean, I thought Geo wasn't going to play this week. I thought his hips still. No, no, Geo's um, questionable, and Fuse has him in his lineup right now. Uh, um, oh, okay, he didn't so practice just, today. Yeah, he didn't practice again. He hasn't been official. Oh, uh, yeah, he's likely out. Likely out. You're right. Okay. Yeah. I, I was I was assuming Geo was going to play because I mean, if Geo's healthy, then I don't think Fuse makes this trade. Okay. That that that's a fair. Well, you never know with Fuse, but that's a fair point. Um, <laughs> so it's actually interesting. Um, so you're playing Lamb Chop back to back now that we have flex scheduling in the weeks. I know. And, I know spots. and this is for someone for like me. Lamb Chop two weeks in a row. This is more than I could have hoped for. It's it's probably amazing for someone like me who needs people ahead of him to lose. Like having you guys go head to head twice in a row is great because if one of you comes out of this oh and two, you're not looking good for the playoffs actually. Yeah, but there's still another game. So I think you've got a tough road to go to the playoffs right now. You've, you're in eighth right now, so you need to jump two other teams. And, and I'm not going to win points tiebreakers against you're not, anyone. You're not, because you're going to your points off. So yes. basically, you, you need to count on, what, two of these teams finishing with no more than six wins and you winning out? Yeah, so I play Hudson this weekend. Um, if, if, okay. I, if I can beat him, that's a loss. I need... Hudson and Anton, neither of them to get to seven, or either you or or Aunt Lamb Chop or Priest to lose out. Which that's not the exactly. Yeah, because I play Priest once more and I play Lamb Chop twice. So that's a tough schedule. You could lose all three of those games, man. Get me I in. Could. 
I could. We'll see. Um, so, are you feeling are you feeling confident this week against LC? Uh, I think I think I've got a little bit of an edge this week, but you never know. Like the breeze at home factor is is kind of concerning. I mean, he could blow up for forty points easily. Yeah, I mean, what's right now? He's got four points with Caleb Sturgis, so that is pretty much nothing. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess so. I guess I, I have to root for you to lose. Um, who who do you think is is a top team in the league right now? Who's the biggest threat uh, to you? I think in the I think Yoni is you think sort of Yoni? the only team in the who's like in the top seven in the rankings in the the standings right now. Who kind of yeah? So the reason why I think Yoni is the most dangerous is I think Adrian Peterson is going to come back. I know that's going to be such a fucking difference maker. I think that's the key, and I think Stafford is going to be a lot better now that Calvin Johnson's finally looking healthy. Agree with that. Now Johnson didn't look great, um, but obviously his him being back makes all the difference. And Stafford still only put up nineteen nine, um, but I, I do agree with you. I think he'll have some big games down this down the stretch. They but they played Miami. Miami's a pretty good defense. Yeah, you're right. Um, actually, Brent Grimes had one of the best interceptions I've ever seen on a, a guaranteed touchdown to Calvin Johnson in like the second quarter. Um, yeah, yeah Miami's my, defenses look good. Miami's past so, has been good. Um, I think. I mean, like Arizona, you can throw. I'm looking at Stafford's schedule. You can throw in Arizona. New England's past defense is okay, but they put up points too, so it could be a shootout. Uh, Chicago's terrible. They play Chicago twice, 13 and 16. Tampa Bay's awful. Minnesota, I don't think Minnesota's defense is that good. So if, if you were, so I agree with you if Peterson plays, um, and assuming he's still in shape, like that, that's a huge difference maker. But let's say he does not play this season. Um, do you, would you still think this is the best team in the league based off his roster now, or do you think it's it's because of Peterson? If I, if there's no Adrian Peterson, uh, if I had to pick one team, I think I'd still pick Yoni, but I think he's a lot closer to everyone else. I think Adrian Peterson is what separates him. So, Adrian Peterson separates him. He's got good quarterbacks, um, although both are in both are inconsistent. Um, yeah, but they're they're good enough, and I mean, one of them could blow up if the other one has a bad game. So, they, I think on average they should be okay. And then his his wideouts his wideouts are good. Gronk's been great. Gronk's is and. And his running backs are terrible. So really, if he gets Adrian Peterson for nothing, this, yeah. this does look like a really good team. And actually, he's got four set. I say his running backs are terrible, but I think between like four set and Jeremy Hill, and I mean McKinnon obviously is worthless if Peterson comes back. Trey Mason. I mean, like between the three of them, I think he could stream and find one every week that has a decent matchup and could put a point. So I I think Yoni's a pretty solid team. I I would pick him. Number You're right. One. Like, the more I think about Yoni has managed well this season. Yoni's managed very well actually for a couple seasons in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made good moves. I wonder how many people actually put in waivers for Adrian Peterson. Like, what was it one week ago or two weeks ago when he got acquitted or pled guilty or whatever it was? Like, I definitely put in a waiver claim for him that week. I'm yeah, sure I did a too. lot of people. I'm sure. I, I knew I was going to get him. I'm sure half the league did. Um, it's so yeah. stupid when you look back on it. Like, why didn't someone just pick him up like a week before then? Like. Like you should have I mean, dropped Manziel for Peterson. You're, you've got so much extra roster room. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, like if if you were following the story, like basically everyone gave up on Adrian Peterson. It looked like this thing was going to drag out, and that he wasn't going to be back this season. But including the Vikings, are we sure he's coming back? Because the Vikings said after this they don't want him on their team ever again. Did they say that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't say. Not in those words, but they said like they had made plans to move on from Agent Peterson, something like that. Like he wasn't a part of the organization. So I feel like 
I feel like there's enough distance now uh, between now and when the story first came out that uh, because his teammates are behind him, basically the entire players' union is behind him and like going to sue the league if he doesn't get reinstated quickly. I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to play. He probably starts maybe not next week, probably by the week after. Um, That's my guess. That which is the week Yoni plays me, which I will be really unhappy about. I would bet on him being back by the playoffs. For sure, yeah, that that's a good move. So, all right, so Yoni. So, if we look at the standings, we got Yoni and Vigo. Um, I think Vigo's going to both locks a little bit. I think I think Vigo's Vigo seems not that I, good. He's been riding Demarco Murray, and I can't see Demarco Murray sustaining that kind of pace. I think the Cowboys just have to ease off on the throttle a little bit because he's just getting so many carries, or he was at the beginning of the season, like, he's not going to survive. Vigo's got DeMarco and the two Thomases from Denver. And, like, that's his team. I mean... Yeah, Kaepernick's terrible. He's starting Michael Vick. He's starting Kaepernick. His quarterbacks are bad. He just picked up Matt Asiata. He doesn't have a second run. Well, he's got Chris Ivory on by, but... I see he's down to... He only has three New York Jets on his team now, so that's an improvement. Did he drop players? He's he's got Harvin, Ivory, and Oh, he 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 dropped dropped Gino. Gino. He dropped Gino. I yeah. think he might have had the Jets D also, or like Nick Folk or something. Um, I think he had like yeah, five. He, he had at least four Jets at one point. God, it's terrible. He's starting Ryan Mallett this week. I mean, well, I know he's got someone on by, right? Yeah, yeah, there are six teams on by, so that only leaves 26 starting quarterbacks and 24 of them start, basically. But I mean, has Ryan Mallett ever been started in our fantasy league before? Has he ever started a game ever? Is this, his, this is his first NFL start. It has to be, right? Because he just yeah. sat on the bench in New England for like four years. Yeah, it's his first start. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's got some weapons on offense. They have a decent running game, so he won't have to carry the load. He could be okay. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah, you never know. It's like a starting quarterback should be able to give you like twelve points, no matter how bad they play, really. But just he might be better. He might be better than Vic going forward. All potentially. Right. All right, so we've got those two at the eight and twos. Um, although, so th- those are two playoff locks. I mean, they're both in. And yep. they probably they both get first round buys, um, but you never hundred percent sure. No, so then we've got Priest, you, and Lamb Chop at six and four. If you had to rank those three teams for me, how would you do it? Um, I kind of like my team. I think I I'm like a, your team too. I think I'm a little bit less top heavy. I think Priest and Lamb Chop maybe have well, at least Priest has better. He's Peyton Manning, uh, sort of like the best player out of those three teams is on Priest's team. Okay, uh, but. I mean, his running backs have played well so far. I don't know if I trust him that much going forward. Ahmad Bradshaw, especially. Uh, Jordan Matthews. I mean, he's starting like Jordan Matthews, Michael Rivera, and Larry Donnell. Priest's wideouts are horrendous. They're like epically bad. And he dropped Keenan Allen this week, who I know he's been terrible, but that, like, I don't know if I would have dropped Keenan Allen when your other wideouts are this bad. When Michael Rivera is is starting for you, the Oakland tight end and your wide receiver tight end flex. Well, he's starting Dwayne Bow in his OP, so. Ooh, it's, it's, it's not pretty. Yeah, <laughs> it's really. I mean, he's got Romo on by. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the other thing, Romo. I mean, Romo's been. Well, he's been okay this season. Actually, his fantasy numbers are pretty down. Yeah, no, he has not had a great fantasy season. I mean, he hasn't oh. been terrible. He's been good in football, like as yeah. a football player, yeah. but. He's, his fantasy numbers, they just don't. It's been all DeMarco. Like, Romo's mm-hmm. hit 300 yards once all season. And usually he gets, like, I mean, he's got a couple. He's got, like, four games of one or less touchdowns. Um, yeah, yeah well, that's, that's actually kind of surprising. I, I haven't been following his fantasy scores, but 
he's looked good in, in real football. So and when I'm you look at it, 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 yeah, his high is 25. Like, any elite quarterback should have, like, two or three games a season of, like, 30, 35 points easy. Like, that's why you get an elite quarterback. Like, yep. they should hit 35 points and win you a game. And, like, 20, mm-hmm. it, like if his average was, like, 25, that'd be great. But, like, if high 25 is average is, like, 18. Like, that's, 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 like, average. It's, like, no better than average at all. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's played some, he hasn't played great defenses either. I mean, outside of, like. No, they're just not throwing the ball a lot. Yeah. They're just giving the ball to Marco Murray thirty times every game, and it's yep. worked for him. So I, hey, maybe maybe they start throwing more if they want to keep Demarco Murray fresh. But yeah, I, I don't trust Tony Romo going into no, late November, December. Yeah, I mean, well, November is his month. He's like oh, the, right. the highest yeah, PR in the history of November, <laughs> which is a great yeah. stat. Um, so I yeah, I think Priest like Peyton Manning is great, but outside of that, Le'Veon Bell's all right. Yeah. I'd, I don't trust that team as much. I think right. I like my team. It's a little. It's a little bit more. Uh, Your team more. is definitely more balanced, top to bottom. Priest team is more top heavy. I would. I don't know. I might go Priest over you. I, I would put you or Priest three four. Definitely Lamb Chop. I think is significantly worse than either of you guys. Yeah, he, I mean, he lost Foles a few weeks ago, and then he just lost uh, Austin, Austin Davis. I mean, Austin Davis is terrible, but I mean, RG three came back at a really good time for him because. No one thinks he's good anymore, but at least that's a starting quarterback, which he's desperate for starting quarterbacks right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So if you actually, if you beat him the next two weeks, that's actually going to be great. Um, can you do that for me? Uh, I will try. Do you have any good players on bye, or is your team all done? On uh, I think all, all my buys are pretty much done. Awesome. So you play Lamb Chop. I don't know. Do you like going back-to-back, or do you think that's just poor scheduling on Anton's part? Uh, I mean, it's it's hard because Anton had to do it manually, so I understand why these weird things happen. I don't blame him for it, but yeah, I'd rather not play the same team two weeks in a row. Yeah. Although, honestly, like Lamb Chop is is kind of down right now uh, as a fantasy team, so I'm I'm okay with playing this part of the season. You're getting him at a good time, so you go Lamb Chop, Lamb Chop, Priest. That's interesting. LC gets you twice, and then he gets Moose. Oh, well, actually, I'm the one who's been saying Moose is a good roster. Although I might, I don't know what I was thinking. Actually, he's not really a great roster. I think he's an average roster, but so Elsie's going to get in the playoffs if he just beats Moose. I think Moose is pretty good. His quarterbacks are not good, but the rest of his team is pretty solid. I think. Um, well, although in- Ingram's not going to, he's not going to be this great for very long. But his I, wide receivers are good. Emmanuel Sanders turned out to be a great pick. Deshaun Jackson turned out to be a really good pick. Yeah, I mean, at the time, his quarterback. Like, for some reason, I thought Kyle Orton was decent, and now he's had two bad games in a row, and he's Kyle Orton again. But I don't know. I mean, Eli and Dalton, as much as, like, they do suck, and I hate them. And I've publicly said they suck many times. But, like, you're not surprised if either of those guys go for 30 points. Like, they have it in them. So, like, all he needs is, like, some good luck there. It's not like Sean Hill or Austin Davis where, like, there's really no chance of them putting up 30 points. Yeah, there's potential. But then there's also potential for games like Andy Dalton against Cleveland where he scored minus .9 and had three interceptions and 86 total yards. So Andy Dalton is He's not good. I, I was so shocked when he was good at fantasy last year. He was like the top. He was like top five last he year. He was right? top five, and I think Fuse had him. And it's quarterbacks were weird last year. Like, yeah, he, Andy Dalton finished top five. He's terrible. Even Flacco has been kind of good this year, but he's terrible. I just wish the terrible quarterbacks would just suck all the time. It would just make me so much <laughs> Um All right, so the the so then we've got um sorry we got Hudson Anton five and five. 
And I'm going to include myself and Noah six at four and six, pushing for that six spot. Um, <laughs> who do you think gets that last playoff spot of those four teams? Uh, it's tough. I mean, I think that if the records were even, I would probably go with you. I think oh. I think you, in my rankings, I would have you after Yoni as sort of the, the team I would least like to play right now. Well, thank you, Choir. But that's even though I just lost Carson Palmer, because that's a tough fucking loss. That is, but still, I think like the rest of your team has really come around. Um, I mean, your receivers are going to be great. I think Brady is going to continue to be good. Ellington was an, an awesome pick for you. Thank you. I just need uh, I need Josh McCown to be yeah. Like, top, but just average. Like if I get, if he averages like 15, 16 points, I can live with that. Yeah, I I I think you it, it's close, but I think you, I'd have you number two in the the rankings going forward. Uh, but at four and six, it's really hard to get in, especially since you have a low points scored. I know. So you're going with with probably either Noah has no shot. I, I mentioned Noah at four and six, but his team is just falling apart. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Noah was so good last year, and then so AJ Green missed a lot of time. That's the second. But round still, round. I mean, that doesn't explain. Jimmy Graham hasn't been like he's been okay, but he hasn't been a first round dominant player. Um, no, I, I didn't like that pick from the beginning. I didn't like it either. I, I've always. I think every year Gronk and Graham have gone high. Like, I've, I've not really been a fan of it. And then who did he go? He got Alfred Morris, who's, like, probably the most boring player in fantasy football. And, yeah. then, and then Cutler. Like, none of his top four picks have been good. Like, I think yeah. they probably all underperformed, actually. And then Cordero, Cordero Patterson, who was, like, supposed to be, like, a huge breakout player, has just been terrible. I think he was Noah's fifth round. Yeah, he had a, he had a big first game. And I, I was kind of kicking myself for not drafting him. After he had a big week one, but since then, yeah, he's done absolutely nothing. So. He also only had a big week one because he had like an 80-yard touchdown run. And, and yeah. I know like that's what you get from him, that's right. possible, but still, like that's really not happening again. Yeah, but I mean, I think people expected him to score more uh, as a receiver, not just as a running back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. you expect him to get you know three to five touches maybe as a running back, and maybe he breaks one. But, I mean, he was like a touchdown machine the last what, six or seven weeks of... I, ha- I had him at the end of last year. Yeah, he scored in, like, six weeks straight, I think. And, like, he was coming into the season as, like, the obvious, like, breakout, could finish top ten, could finish top five, like, all the talents there. Um, mm-hmm. But And the North Turner offense. Like, there was a lot going for him. And, but just, like, just none of those yeah. picks really panned out. Like, his <laughs> best, like, his best value player has probably been Ryan Tannehill, who was, like, the original <laughs> lone player... Who just sparked all the debate about everything? If he was better than Greg Jennings or not? <laughs> yeah, Ten Hill's been okay. I don't know. I'm not I saying he's been good. I'm saying where, for wherever Noah got him, which I don't remember, maybe like the seventh, eighth, ninth round area. Like I think Tannehill's been pretty good. He's been like the number sixteen quarterback and hasn't really distinguished himself from like the number twenty four quarterback. I don't know. He's he's okay, but. I mean, he's not as bad. Like, yeah, I agree. But just all right. I mean, I'm just trying to give Noah something. He doesn't really have anyone else good on his team. Um, yeah, I don't know. How, I mean, yeah, I don't know. All right. So, so Noah's out of it. So it's probably if I had to bet on one of those teams to make the playoffs, I think Anton gets in, um, which which I can survive with. I can live with. Um, I forget what the schedule is. Does Does Anton have an easier schedule than Hudson? Um, well, Hudson plays me this week. Um, I'm the projected yeah. highest score on ESPN, so that's an auto loss for Hudson. Anton gets fused this week, um, now with Matt Forte instead of Drew Brees. 
Then Anton gets... Um, and Anton, I know, hates that every time I talk to say his team is good. Then he gets Priest in week 12, which is which is a tough matchup. Priest is good. Yep. And then he closes with uh, Yoni, who's good. Ooh, that's... So he's go, he goes Priest and Yoni. That's number one and two in expected wins right now. Anton... Anton might... But if Anton doesn't get in, like, then I have a good shot at getting in here. Like, Anton could could lose two of those games. Yeah, what, who's Hudson playing the rest of the way? Hudson plays me. Um, and a Vigo publish all this, which is actually extremely helpful. Um, and Hudson, then, Hudson plays me, oh. then Noah. Noah sucks. So let's say he loses to me, beats Noah. He plays Vigo in week 13. Vigo's, Vigo's okay. So if, I mean, if, this, if I beat Hudson this weekend and everything else, like, plays out logically i've got a shot not to mention if you beat lamb chop twice and i've really got a shot yeah i mean i wouldn't count you out but i mean remember you need to have at least two of the teams that are now six and four or five and five to finish with uh no more than six wins yeah. and you have to win out and you're playing you're playing yoni week 12 so he's got roethlisberger on bio which is big for me oh that oh really yeah oh. So, and I don't know if think he only has a backup quarterback on his team. Um, if he does, it's definitely not Ben Roethlisberger. He's got Bridgewater. I think I, I tried to get Bridgewater on a loan. God, but... that's not a bad pickup. Yoni makes good pickups. Yeah, Yoni knows what he's doing. He I mean, last year he was, he was in the position you're in now where he was coming on really strong at the end of the year, but he just had too big of a deficit, I think, to... Well, yeah, last year Yoni had the epic, like, 0-6 to 7-6, which has never been done before. Mm-hmm. And didn't get in at seven and six. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be scared of Teddy Bridgewater. Um, uh, he's going at Chicago, which is a good matchup, but who who really knows? So, all right, anything's possible. Um, all right, I mean that's that's the playoff picture. I think. Um, other yeah. Than teams everyone else is out. If, if you have seven losses by now, I think you're. If you have seven losses, you're hundred percent out. Um, Noah is also basically hundred percent out because um, he has to win out, and he's dead last. He's last by a mile in points scored. Um, yeah. Cool. So you want to end with some Tron ranks? Let's do it. Okay. Here are our Tron ranks for this week, week 11. And I've not thought mine out ahead of time, but I'm going to make you go first anyway, so I'll time to think about. Um, so it's in the future. You like own a home. You're married. You have a family, blah, 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 all that stuff. You're kind of like Yoni. Um, you have to pick one Tron for the rest of life to like be your handyman and fix everything that's wrong in your house, like plumbing, electrical, carpentry, everything. Like, and they're the only person that's allowed to fix anything in your house the rest of your life. So they have to do a good job. Top three, bottom three trons. Choir boy. So I have to pick, I go with the bottom. Bottom three first. First. Um, all right, I'll pick Vigo as one of my bottoms. Because I've got Vigo so on the bottom. Of this. <laughs> I feel like he just, he would just be too indecisive. And he would end up just asking me about everything. And then what's the point of having a handyman if they're just going to have me do everything? So that wasn't even... I mean, that's actually good reasoning. I just thought he'd be terrible at all this stuff. <laughs> like, I just can't see Vigo fixing anything. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so you got I, Vigo on the bottom. On the bottom. Um, hmm. I would also go with Anton on the bottom. Okay. I feel like he, he just doesn't have any kind of mechanical skills whatsoever. I uh, thought about Anton on both, actually. Um, yeah, he, I could see him on the bottom. I'm not really sure, actually, with him. He, he'd be a good lawyer if, like, anyone... He'd be a good lawyer to have if any other handyman screwed up my house, but I, I, don't, I don't trust Anton to actually fix anything. 
Okay. Uh, and then finally, um, I go with Lamb Chop just because he's a fucker, and fuckers don't fix things. Fuckers don't fix things. Um, I appreciate you not putting me on the bottom, but I am terrible at this shit. <laughs> like, I cannot do, like, anything handy anywhere. Um, I just break stuff. And I'm kind of afraid of, like, power tools and, like, cutting myself. Um, <laughs> but I will go Vigo bottom. Uh, agreed, already said. I almost want to bottom myself, but I don't think you're allowed to do that by the rules. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I don't remember. Um, I will go Vigo bottom. I will go... I will go lamb chop bottom also. Um, I'm gonna go priest bottom. Honestly, it's. I mean, he's smart mm. and capable, and, and like very capable of a lot of things. I just don't know if he'd be like good at this stuff. Um, so I will go priest bottom, um, and I will go third bottom. I'm actually going lamb chop too. I'm doubling down on that because I really want you to sweep him the next two weeks. So that's my logic. Lamb chop bottom, done. Fair enough. Top three trons? Top three. Um, I'm going to put Priest in the top. Oh, did I get it's, this one wrong? Is he, like, really handy at stuff? Um, I don't know for a fact, but I feel like if he had to learn it, he could, and he would do it right. Okay. So I, I trust Priest to get things right. That's logic. Um, I would also pick Yoni. Yeah, you gotta have Yoni. I mean, he's got kids, and... They haven't, you know, killed themselves yet. So that's, he also owns, that's a, owns a house. I believe he does he's own a house. the only player in this league, unless I'm wrong, who owns a house. But he lives in Maine, so he has to have survival skills. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I think Yoni's pretty solid in the top. And final, um, I'll go with Moose. I think Moose has probably got some some tricks up his sleeve and he could he could fix a few things moose is a good pick we're actually we're, we're pretty similar on a lot of these um so i have moose on my top also um and i say that like i made a real list but i'm coming up with it on the spot um no moose is good at stuff he's good at like fixing stuff he's good at like like common sense like life skills Plus he, stuff. he wears a bandana which i think is an important skill is like exactly oh that's a great point like he dresses for the job yeah um oh, he looks the part god moose um all right, I've got Moose. I also have Yoni. Um, he's got the experience. He knows what he's doing. And now my third top. Um, this is going to be interesting. So I, I thought about Frogger for a while. I think he's actually pretty good at this stuff. Um, I thought about you for a while also, but I'm not going to do it. Um, yeah, right. if, if it's indoors, then I'm useless. I think that's the rule for... That's for, true. It see. has to be outdoors. And I'm not having an outdoor house. My house will be <laughs> indoors. Actually, I guess the house will be outdoors, but the inside of the house will be indoors. Yeah, I'm, I'm no good indoors. Which, right. by the way, I'm kind of pissed that I wasn't picked in the top for some sort of wilderness Tron ranks in, in the past. This was a long time ago, because it's been like six ago. weeks before yeah. the Vigo podcast, but... There was one about like saving someone's life in the wilderness, and I was not picked on either top list. And oh, I was- which I see, I'm so out of it this season. I don't remember any of my channels. I have to publish them all and keep keeping track before it's too late, so we can have a. I just again. I don't remember them either. I just remember being mad about not being picked. Neither of us picked you first. No. Nope. And would you have saved my life in the wilderness? Um, I mean, it was something ridiculous. Like I would have to do open heart surgery. Oh yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> yeah. like a, a pocket knife or something, which. Okay. Of course, you would die anyway, but I, 
It's outdoor stuff, so I mean, you got to pick me. All right, fair enough. So I, I didn't pick you. I'm actually going to go Lionel for this. Um, I thought about Lionel. I think he's like a little. He's kind of domesticated. He's married stuff, and I think he's good at stuff. Um, <laughs> and I think he could he could do a job. This was not the most interesting Tron ranks I've ever had. Um, all right, CB. I didn't even ask you anything new in your life. Do you still live in like San Francisco area or Berkeley? Uh, I live in Oakland. Yeah. So yeah, still living in the Bay. Still doing my postdoc. So nothing, literally nothing, nothing is different. Literally nothing has changed. Okay, like, that's yeah. that's really easy. That's a good thing I didn't ask you. Um, are you coming to? Is that econ conference in Philly again or no? No, it rotates. So it's in Boston this year. Um, yeah. But I will be there. But that's, that's way less good. Yeah, that was cool last year when you and Priest were here, and then Vigo came down. There's like six Trons oh. watching playoff football. We had, yeah, we had six Trons watching football here at place. So I think Hudson may have came. I forget. Um, yeah, it was cool. What's there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, Moose. Moose was in Philly, I think, Moose that was weekend there. also, because yep. he was visiting from Iowa World. All right, man. Thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, it was fun. Good talking to you, man. You too. Good luck to the season. Um, I'm going to need it. I need you to beat Lamb Chop twice. And if you're in the playoffs in the finals, maybe we'll get you back on later. All right, sounds good, man. All right, see ya.